0: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsbear. We're in the final hour of the program today. About 40 minutes left for you and I to walk through some of the topics remaining. In in just a moment, we're going to look at something that's bound for Mars, and it started here in Utah. Yeah, uh, NASA is about to launch its next rover, uh, Perseverance, and on board will be a piece of equipment which was developed uh, right here in Utah. I'll get into that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you uh, some of the other things you can look forward to before you and I say goodbye for the day. Uh, one of them is a time capsule. You may have picked up from listening to this program for the past number of month that any time where I get to look back in time, back into history, and examine some relic or curio or something like that, uh, that I get excited. And it was just this morning uh, that a coworker of mine, someone I, I talked about just last week, in fact, uh, Colby, he uh, is one of the unsung heroes here at KSL News Radio. If you if you use the app, and I invite you to do so, it's powered by Any Hour Services. It's the KSL News Radio app. You can get that on your iPhone, your Android, wherever you get your uh, your apps. You download the KSL News Radio app, and there's a little news tab. If you click on that, uh, you will see uh, a number of stories. One of them uh, makes reference to and describes in great, wonderfully vivid detail, with pictures and video, it's all there for you, put together by Colby, Uh, the story of a time capsule. Yeah, which for the past hundred and uh, some odd years has been stored in the capstone of the Salt Lake Temple. I live uh, near downtown Salt Lake City, and I'll, I'll stand up, and I'm uh, leaning my head out the window right now, and I can see uh, the top of the Salt Lake Temple. And absent from that right now is the, the Angel Moroni statue. I'm sure you have a, a good, a clear view and a good memory of that. Regardless of your faith, uh, If y- you can picture the Angel Moroni. Now, as you look at the Angel Moroni in your mind's eye, can you picture a giant round ball just beneath uh, the angel's feet? Yeah, that's the capstone. And it turns out, something I never knew until just this morning when Colby let me know, there inside has been a time capsule. Yeah, buried there since, uh, since 1892. And inside that time capsule uh, has been just a treasure trove of uh, items from all those, uh, all those years ago. And I'm going to save it. I'm not going to spoil it quite yet. Uh, But in the next segment, uh, you and I are going to walk through uh, some of the things found within that time capsule, uh, how it came to be. Producer Amy has tracked down a description of the events of that day, the massive size of the crowd drawn uh, for the day that capstone went in place. And we will now, uh, 100 and some odd years later, look at things uh, as that time capsule has been taken down. And then uh, there's some interesting stuff I want to share with you uh, to come Regarding the, the the hearing still taking place on Capitol Hill, that subcommittee on antitrust, commercial, and administrative law, uh, just by the title that you, you can be sure it's going to be exciting. <laughs> antitrust, commercial, and administrative law. Well, testifying before this committee right now are the leaders of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google. Uh, 128 years. Okay, Amy points out to me, making me be specific. Keep it honest. Uh, right now, testifying is uh, Jeff Bezos, who, uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll save this for the last segment. But uh, a little window into this: Amy and I yesterday were planning today's program, and we were trying to decide what what we were most looking forward to regarding this hearing uh, taking place right now in Washington D.C. Well, to say that it's taking place in Washington D.C. is 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 not exactly true. In the era of the coronavirus, many of these hearings uh, are able to be participated in remotely. And so you have uh, Jeff Bezos, you have Mark Zuckerberg, uh, you have uh, Tim Cook, and you have uh, the leader of Google all participating in this press, uh, in this hearing remotely. And so what's the, what do you want to know? Yesterday on the Nightside Project, they were talking about these new terms and ideas that have come about in the coronavirus era. and one of them is uh called zoom tourism where when you are participating in a zoom meeting or or a some sort of video conference you are paying attention not to what is being spoken by the person doing the speaking but you, as a voyeuristic tourist, are looking at the background, trying to examine uh, the, the inside of their home or office from wherever they are broadcasting. And uh, Amy and I were speculating, okay, what do four of the most wealthy people on the planet, uh, what does the background of their office or home look like? And uh, Jeff Bezos, I, I can see him right now testifying, uh, and it's pretty humble it's it's a fairly humble background it's uh, uh looks like some sort of uh lighter wood uh shelving and there is a vase there some books and some decorative things uh it, it's not uh, ornate or ostentatious it's, it's not uh gilded anything it's a it's a pretty humble looking uh executive office probably by design right <laughs> wealthiest man on the planet <laughs> all right uh okay okay uh, i have wasted much time and i wanted to talk to you about this Mars Rover. It is set to launch tomorrow. There's a a window of time uh, where if the weather cooperates, uh, this Perseverance will launch from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. It will be commencing a 309 million mile journey. 309 million miles. Ultimately landing uh, on a lake bed, an ancient lake bed uh, on the surface of Mars. I'll point out too that this whole endeavor here has cost 2.4 billion dollars. But as I as I, you know, move from or move to this story from talking about <laughs> some of the most wealthy uh people on the planet uh whose combined four businesses are worth more than 4 trillion dollars, uh, I'm not that blown away by 2.4 billion. Eh, seems like a nice little trinket let's send it to space. And that's what's happening tomorrow. Uh weather permitting. Uh, this Perseverance will be launched from uh, the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And this came to my attention because a, a friend of mine works for Northrop Grumman. Uh, he sent me a note. He said, hey, Lee, I thought you might find this interesting. Northrop Grumman built the navigation system for the NASA Mars rover, which is launching this week. Much of that work done was uh, took place at our Salt Lake City site. So this Mars rover, this Perseverance, This $2.4 billion space robot, which tomorrow will start a 309-million-mile journey to a lake bed on Mars, uh, that will be in part navigated uh, thanks to the development of equipment here in Utah. And that simple fact to me is impressive and it's an inspiring thing. I, I, look at, uh, I look at these types of technologies a little bit differently now. You know, I've, I've kind of set my course. I, I know the type of career uh, that I'm going to have for the next number of years. It'll, be, it'll either be you and me talking uh, back and forth like this uh, or, or who, knows wh- who knows what. But it very much likely will not uh, be <laughs> in developing uh, rocketry or navigation systems that will land rovers on Mars. Uh, but I'm a dad now. And with Piper, uh, she's like a clean slate. She could go in any direction. And who knows what, uh, what direction she will follow. Uh, but if she is, uh, you know, of a STEM mind, if she wants to get into science and technology and mathematics and engineering, uh, she may go down this road. She may be, my little baby daughter may someday have her hands on technology that will land a rover on Mars. And how proud would I be? And I want her to be exposed to all of this. And so uh, I get all the more excited when I see uh, wonderful developments like this, especially when they are being kicked off so close to home. All right, so that is the Utah connection. Let's take a step backwards and look at what is exactly happening uh, here. Just the other day, on uh, CBS News, Perseverance deputy director or deputy project manager Matt Wallace spoke uh, with Anderson Cooper uh, about the the speed at which the capsule enters the Mars atmosphere and the methods they use to slow it down. That entry capsule is entering the outer atmosphere at twelve thousand miles an hour, and in seven minutes we 12, have twelve thousand miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, it's moving fast. How and do you to, how do you slow it down? Well, the first thing that happens is the capsule itself interacts with the atmosphere, and that slows us down to maybe a 1,000 miles an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And once we get to that point, we deploy an enormous supersonic parachute, big 70-foot parachute. Uh, and that'll slow us down to about 150 to 200 miles an hour. <laughs> and then the rest of the way, we have to use propulsion uh, to take us down to the, the ground. Can you imagine just being able to cavalierly reference the uh, the giant supersonic parachute you deploy? <laughs> what? <laughs> I almost said, what planet? The answer is Mars. Uh, so before I go to break, I want you to hear this one last part because it uh, touches on the technology uh, developed here in Utah. This uh, There's a seven-minute span of time where uh, the rover and its landing module is in complete control. And the deputy project scientist, Katie Stack Morgan, discussed uh, with Anderson Cooper those seven minutes and why they are the most nerve-wracking. Well, we call it the seven minutes of terror. The landing takes about seven minutes from what? Entry into the atmosphere Yes. to actually setting down down on the surface. And during those seven minutes, who controls it? It's largely on its own. I mean, we've programmed it to do what it needs to do. There's not somebody with a joystick watching Mars approaching and moving Rover. No, definitely not no joystick. I mean, we can send commands to it, but but we've programmed the sequence for how it lands, and, and it does that on its own. And it does so uh, relying on technology developed right here in Utah. Fascinating stuff. Northrop Grumman work there. Uh, Alright, we're going to follow that tomorrow, of course. I will be very giddy and excited to see 321 blast off. Uh, I'll be sure to get Piper there. Maybe I'll take a picture of her seeing that historic moment uh, and we'll follow the progress all the way to Mars as Utah technology navigates the way. Quick break. When we return, we're going to crack open this time capsule, the one that has sat atop the Salt Lake Temple for 128 years. They've opened up. What's inside? I'll tell you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.